There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, gang. And of course, welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we start today with, of course, the England manager, Gareth Southgate, and his provisional 33-man squad for the upcoming Euros. Let's begin on a positive, shall we? With the three lines boss selecting some new faces, including Brighton's Benjamin White and Everton's Benjamin Godfrey. I think they're both exciting young defenders. There are others that... We've also been looking at who we we really like. Esri Konza has had a good season at Aston Villa. Ficayo's done well at Milan. These two are very flexible. They can play in different roles as well. They can play left, right, midfield in Ben White's case. I think it's probably depends on who I'm playing against. You know, if you're, you're going to put me right back against Marcus Rashford, I'd probably rather play centre mid. It's been a good season. I've played in a couple positions and, you know, playing in the back three with, with Webby and Dunkey, it's, it's been really good. Ben Godfrey. As a young English player, it's, it's of course one of my goals in, in my career to represent, you know, the national team at a senior level. I've been fortunate enough to do it at under 21 level to, and there's a pathway now for, for young players up to the senior team which is which is great and you know to be involved in that this is a great opportunity for us to get to know them a bit better for them to work with the team I think it works for everybody so there's no way of knowing how long they'll be with us at this stage but it should be a a fantastic experience for all of them I think injuries to others will be the thing that might get them in it otherwise Mm. I I think it's come a little too late for, Mm. for both of them I've got to say so Southampton's Daniel Ings has missed out and it's fair to say that Andrew Cole and Gabby, not Gabby be sure for, Gabriel Agbon Lahore had contrasting views on Southgate's decision. Danny Ings at any time he's, he's played for England or played for Southampton, he, he always looks like he's going to score goals. I think he scored goals this season with his injuries. And I, I just look at him and every time I see him play, I'm, I'm just impressed by what he does on the football pitch. What a goal from Danny Ings! First of all, Danny Ings, injury-prone. You can't take players to tournaments who are injury-prone. Um, it doesn't matter how good he is at finishing. You can't afford that. Mm. Harry Kane is known to get a few injuries, so you don't want the backup strikers to be injury-prone. Yeah. That's why Danny Ings misses out. And the shot comes in! It's there from Molly Watkins, who marks his international debut with a goal! I've got nothing against Ollie Watkins. I think he's, he's had a very good debut season in the Premier League. I'm talking about Danny Ings. Unfortunately, he didn't work out well for him at Liverpool due to his injuries. Mm. But there's talk of him possibly moving on to a bigger club. Talk only comes like that if, if you're doing it on, on, on the football pitch and he's done that. So, me, me personally... Looking at it, I would be disappointed if I wasn't in front of Ollie Watkins. 
On now to the other omissions where Eric Dyer, Aston Villa's Esri Conta and Leeds United's Patrick Bamford all missed out on selection. You hear from Adrian Durham, Darren Bent, who came agonisingly close to an England World Cup call-up himself. But first, it's the gaffer. I don't mean Tugsball's gaffer. That would just be pointless putting him on. I obviously mean England. I don't mean it would be pointless. I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, effectively, he's the one that hires and fires in. My opinion is the most important man at Talk Sport. And if I had my way, he would be on the podcast. Sadly, it's not down to me that makes decisions like that. It's Tom. And uh, Tom maybe should be sacked because of it. Anyway, here's the other gaffer, the England one. We just felt the three forwards that were with us in March, we were really happy with. We didn't see any reason to change that. Patrick's had a fantastic season. I've been really impressed with how he's maturely dealt with the questions to him about playing for England. And, you know, he's been a a really good ambassador in that respect. He is unfortunate. He couldn't have done any more between March and now. We made that decision in March and we didn't see any reason to change it. My issue with Bamford not being in there is not necessarily the number of goals or the number of assists. These are positive things, of course. But I think he's the closest thing to Harry Kane that we've got. Now, some might think that's a reason for him not to be in. But I actually think one of Bielsa's logics in football is what are people talking about when they say there's no plan B? Of course there's no plan B because we keep working hard to make plan A work. And for the 15th time this season, Patrick Bamford finds the back of a Premier League net. And England should have a plan A, the way they play, their identity, and they stick to it. And they keep getting it better and better and better. Now, if it's nil-nil with 15 minutes left, did you chuck a big lump on up front and start booting it up to them? It's what we've done over the years. And that hasn't worked. In 2006, that was I was the exact same position. Okay. I came out of the championship. I think the only two people that beat me in terms of goals was Thierry and Van Nistelrooy. And I didn't and go to... Who are they? Right, and, and, I, and I was thinking, well, how can I not go? And mm, I didn't pick yeah. him. But then I'm here with my squad. And Bamford's not in my squad either. I know. I mean, for Gareth, it's probably the hardest job in the world because on form, centre-forwards, you'd have to say Harry Kane's the only one who's been, in terms of English, has been better than him. For Kayo, Esri Konza, you know, they've both been very close. All of the defenders make mistakes. All of the defenders have good games. They're all learning their trade. They're all youngsters and they're going to get better with the experiences that they're going through. Samori and Konza should be very, very, very frustrated. I was thinking Konza must play badminton or golf maybe. That's just yeah. get a call off. Like, it baffles me. He's been outstanding. Aston Villa are in double figures for clean sheets. He's been outstanding. He's quick. Mm. He can play from the back. He's been on par with Mings for me. It is Eric Dyer! Yeah! There's also no Eric Dyer at all, and he's been a stalwart in Gareth Southgate's squads over the years, but out of form for Tottenham. He is a man who I have tremendous respect for, and he has been, as you've rightly identified, a key player in some of our biggest nights, some of our biggest moments. And um, I, unfortunately, I just don't think his season's been strong enough to, to be in the squad. That's a difficult call because you know how much, or I know how much he brings to the whole group. And uh, when you're away at a tournament, those team players, those people that put the team first are, are critical. So Southgate has picked four right-backs, has he? Including Trent Alexander-Arnold. But who will make the final squad? Bam, bam, bam. Oh, you haven't got that music. Alvin Martin and Stuart Pearce, two former England defenders themselves, of course, think that TAA will be the one to miss out. Mm. 
Trent Alexander-Arnold is in. He has been recalled by Gareth Southgate and takes his place, as does Rhys James, which we reported earlier on today. I think in pole position is Cole Walker mm-hmm. on his form. And yeah. I think he's been outstanding. So for me, he's an absolute definite. Then you've got a judgment call between Trent and Rhys James on who you think's probably been the best this year. On the grounds that, that Trips is in the equation as well, I think Trent will miss out. Sometimes I feel there's a suggestion. I, I didn't select a player that I don't appreciate him, that I don't like him, that there's a problem. Couldn't be further from the truth. And I suppose I've been conscious that because that narrative's been there, that maybe I've communicated more with him than, than lots of other players over this more recent period of time. He's a player I've known since he was 17. Um, I have a lot of time for him as a human being. He did make a comment uh, today about Trippier, being able to play Trippier at left-back as well, which I thought was interesting. And that, that would signal to me that maybe he feels that, that, that there might come a time when he has to play him there. Because I think Shaw and Chilwell are very good fullbacks, excellent fullbacks, but they're better going forward than they are sitting in a defensive role, which they are going to have to do against the top sides. Now, the Man United boss, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, midfielder Bruno Fernandes and defender Luke Shaw have been speaking ahead of their Europa League Cup final tonight against Villarreal, which is live on Talk Sport, don't you know? And then, of course, you can have your say on my show straight after. Now, it would be the Norwegian's first trophy as manager. He, of course, scored the winner to help United win the Champions League way back in 1999 when I was just a wee papa girl rapper. Anyway, he spoke about what he's learned from that famous night. Not when I was a wee papa girl rapper. When you get the idea. Beckham into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it! What I learned, trust your team, trust your uh, gut instinct. Uh, obviously, I'll tell the, uh, the, the team or especially the subs that are not starting that they might have to play a big part for us because uh, it's happened before. And um, be disappointed, be angry with me, but be ready when you come on. And whoever starts, make sure you enjoy it because uh, it is... Uh, you don't play too many finals in your life. Fernandez surely the favourite, and he hits it right footed. Oh, that is a majestic free kick. We come to this club because we want to win. Doesn't matter if the club doesn't win for many years, the anger to win and the, the hope to win is still there, and, and we want to do it. Trophies are part of this club. I think everyone knows that. I think every player, when signed to this, to this club, or when it comes to, to the club, he knows he will come to, to fight for trophies, to win, to trying to win, to be a better player. And the game is up. Another chapter is written in the history of this famous club. Now Manchester United have won the lot. You have to look to the history of the club. You have to understand when you come here, the pressure will be there. But pressure is part of your life, not on football, but on everything. So I like the pressure. I like to work on pressure, and that's good for me. Definitely this season, especially now there's, you know, personally, in my opinion, there's, there's much more confidence and much more belief in the squad that, you know, obviously we're, we're improving as a team. And, you know, obviously this is the next step to, to go out and show, you know, that we're going in the right direction. And like I said, there's a lot of confidence and belief that, you know, we're taking the right steps. I can't believe it. Football, bloody hell. But they never give in. That's the I sat there uh, thinking about this man and what, what he's done for the club. I'm sure Luke, uh, sitting next to me, felt the same. And he's a special man, and he's got um, he's like an encyclopedia of football. Uh, even though I got him on a quiz question yesterday, so uh, <laughs> uh, the, one of the players uh, got the answer before him. I'm sure he's not happy with that. But um, just to have him round with uh, when we eat uh, in the in the restaurant, I'm sure the players, if they wonder about something, they can 
they can ask him and he's always available for a, for a chat because this is the club in his heart and um, I hope he's going to enjoy it tonight as well because I owe most of my career to him and, um, and this club so hopefully he'll enjoy the night. Now yesterday marked the one year anniversary of George Floyd's death. Although racism is still happening in society, Darren Bent believes more people are starting to listen. Troy Townsend has said that football hasn't done enough to kick out discrimination since Floyd's death a year ago. And Kick It Out CEO Tony Burnett made it clear that his work is far from over. Meritocracy is a myth. There is a myth of meritocracy in this country that that the best people get the jobs. They don't get the jobs. And all all we're suggesting is that if we're going to have a meritocratic society, there is no reason, and we asked the question about, do we think people of of black origins are any less talented? And we all said no. If we're being fair and meritocratic, then we should see far more representation of black people in senior roles across a number of industries. We've got an issue here. For me, it's certainly something that we obviously need to keep doing keep working hard, all coming together. Because I think at one stage, I think in terms of black people, they're the ones talking about it, screaming about it, saying, listen, this is not good enough with the the whole subconscious racism, the bias in terms of jobs. Mm -hmm. But the fact now that we're all kind of coming together and all trying to fight for the same cause carries weight, it helps. Do you know what I mean? Because for long, not just obviously, we talk decades and decades, my grandfather, my dad, it's been going on for a long, long time. But because we were doing it ourselves, I don't think that many people are willing to listen. But the mm. fact now that we've all come together, the impact that, that George Floyd murder had, at least now people are willing to listen and are willing to have this conversation. And that's what we need to keep doing is keep talking about it, keep putting it in people's faces. Because the moment that we kind of stop fighting against it, it'll go back to how it's always been. What has football done since the players made that stance, since they collectively got together and decided that they wanted to show their solidarity, they wanted to raise awareness and they wanted to, the conversation in this space escalated. And football has trickled, football has tri- over itself football has done little bits and pieces but I don't think it's done enough and I think at the most important times in the most important moments football has again probably let those players down Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. Would you believe there's a big old final in Europe tonight? That's right. The final of the World European Championship League Cup final is on between the mighty Manchester United and Real. It's at eight o'clock. And of course, whenever it finishes, and it will be in 90 minutes because United will win that 3-1, we will take calls on the back of it from 10 p.m. Me and the fun boy. So that's it. Thanks for listening on Talks by Apple. You ever get your podcast from my back after that final is finished. And a reminder, there will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks about Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, celebrating that United win. My goodness, they better win. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.